welcome back to the Weekly Rundown presented by the Minnesota Daily. I'm your host, Paul Hodwanek, and this week we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, normally, I'd bring on a reporter to talk about a specific sport, but with so many winter sports in the headlines, heading into conference tournaments, and several spring sports starting to get going, I don't want to focus on just one sport. I kind of want to do, I want to get to all of them, and so I'm just going to go solo here by myself, and we're going to get a little bit deeper into each team, take the temperature of where they're at right now and kind of see where they're going to be moving forward. So this will be a new one, and I hope you guys like it. So the first sport I want to start with is men's basketball. Uh, We're recording this Thursday afternoon at about 3 p.m., so it's very recent off their most latest loss to Indiana at home. I was at that game kind of their second bad loss in a row I would say they lost Iowa on Sunday they're now 12 and 13 6 and 9 in the conference and after being you know in around the 8 and 9 seed in the Big Ten they've already now dropped to 12th which is big in the conference tournament implications because that means they don't even get a single buy uh there's 14 teams the 10 through 14 teams play in the first round everyone else gets a buy then the top four teams get another bye. So they were in line for that middle bye, getting some rest time. Right now they're not. So these next these next few weeks as, as we come down are going to be pivotal for them. But I want to discuss a little bit about what I saw in that game yesterday and just, just how they've looked the past couple games. And it hasn't been great. They We knew coming into the season that they were going to, this was kind of going to be a rebuilding year, so we thought, and they... They rattled off some nice wins against Ohio State and Michigan in the middle of the year and had a couple other nice wins, no bad losses. And Iowa obviously isn't a bad loss. Indiana was kind of right in the thick of it, so it's not a bad loss. But both of those should have been games that they won. They completely broke down in the last few minutes against Iowa to really give that game away. That would have been a really nice win going to these last couple games, giving them a lot of good momentum. And then Indiana, they started out really well. And I believe they made their first eight of nine shots and then went cold. And I think everyone in the arena was expecting them to kind of get back to the way they started. And it it turned out that start was the anomaly, not the rest of the game, because they went 21 for 61 from the field. It, it, it really felt like the team kind of rolled over at the end. Indiana wasn't playing particularly well towards the finish. It was just they were out hustling the Gophers, out working the Gophers, and it's not a great sign now for them. They, in Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology, which was updated yesterday, they or thir- or Wednesday, I believe, uh, for the people listening, they weren't in the tournament. They weren't in the first four out. They weren't in the next four out. That's kind of the first time that's happened recently. They only have five games left. Northwestern should be a win, but who knows at this point? Maryland, Wisconsin, Indiana, Nebraska, all those are going to be hard ones to win. The best chance they have is Nebraska at the end, and it means most likely they're going to end up under 500. and unless they make some sort of run, it doesn't feel like they can, in the Big Ten tournament, some sort of run in the Big Ten tournament, doesn't feel like this has any shot of getting to the NCAA tournament at this point, and that really then puts into question Richard Pitino. Uh, Pitino just got a new extension before this year, so I think there was a vote of confidence in him, but when you take a look at that, it's only a $2 million buyout for 
athletic director Mark Coyle to stomach if he wanted to move on. I'm not sure that is the right move or the wrong move at this point. I'll leave that up to the fans and the analysts. But it, it, it remains a question and a storyline that we're going to have to look at going forward. I, I think there's more animosity growing in the fans. Uh, after yesterday's game, the Star Tribune's Jim Suhan wrote a column uh, kind of questioning whether Patino is the man for the job, just kind of laying out some groundwork. I thought it was a nice column, and it kind of felt before they went on that run where they beat Purdue a couple times at the end of last season and turned it on and made it to the tournament and then had that Louisville game. Before that, Patino's job was really in question. There was a sense that it could be the end, and then they rattled those off. And So I think fans are kind of returning to where they felt back then, and it didn't seem like they were going to make the tournament. Maybe Patino can muster up another one of these runs, and then his contract and his status will more be an afterthought like it was after how they finished last year, but... I don't know if they can do it again. Their first-round matchup, as it stands right now, would be Nebraska. We haven't seen them play Nebraska yet. They play them the last game of the season, so hard to figure out where that one would go. If they did win that right now, then they'd play Illinois currently. There's a bunch of teams stacked at 9-6, and six, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Iowa. So those are all kind of the teams they play in those next two rounds, and I don't feel great about them playing any of those teams. They have a win against Wisconsin, but... They most recently didn't play well against them. They they could have beaten Iowa at home, uh, but they got blown out by them on the road. Uh, Michigan State's going to be tough. Illinois is going to be tough. They Illinois beat them earlier this season. Michigan State beat them earlier this season, and Michigan State beat them at home. Just a couple, one of the couple teams to actually beat them at home. Uh, actually, that is starting to climb up now that Indiana won and Iowa won. So now they have four losses at home and. They're only 1-8 and eight on the road, so my confidence level in them going, even though it's not going to be a road game, it's going to be a neutral site game in Indiana, I don't feel great about where they sit there. And I think the main reasons why that's happening is the starters are playing a lot of minutes. They don't have those bench guys that they trust. Isaiah Enan got in the game yesterday or uh, Wednesday and played well, knocked down a couple threes, but he's not an impact guy off the bench. Trey Williams is what the Gophers hope to be that impact guy off the bench, he can in stretches, but not consistently in the starting lineup. You know, Marcus Carr's good. Uh, He showed at the end of yesterday's game that he can be turnover prone. He had a couple big ones. Daniel Truber's great. Nothing bad to say about him. I think he, he had a nice game yesterday, but Indiana showed that with some good defensive play, they can kind of take him out a little bit, uh, doubling right when he gets the ball down low and just making life difficult for him. And that's when shooters got to make shots, and they did not yesterday. Peyton Willis had a couple, but was was off and on. Gabe Kausher was just flat out not good. He was one for nine from three-point, which is not something anyone expected coming into the season. You would have thought he would have been maybe one of their better players, and he just hasn't been. So it's really the shooting has taken a fall after it being a bright spot earlier in the season or just at least average, which is what the team needed, and it's really Oturu can't do it alone, and it's a it's a shame because this could be the last couple of games of Oturu's career, and you want to give let him go out. I know he's only been here two years, but the way he's played this year has just been so phenomenal. So there's a lot of unrest with this team. There's a lot we don't know about the future, whether Richard Patino will be back. I'm not sure where they go if they get rid of him, but I think it seems from the fans, or at least from Twitter, which is a dangerous place to try to make judgment. 
people aren't a big fan of Patino and what he's been doing. And so we'll see because there's, I, in Suhan's column, he mentioned it's not great that they have P.J. Fleck who just retooled the program and turned him around, and it's not great for Patino that he, he has to kind of get compared to that and see what can possibly happen with a good head coach. We're seeing Bob Motzko start to turn around the hockey team right now. They're in first place. That one's a little bit different. But, yeah, we we wonder if Patino will get the boot like uh, coaches in the past couple of years have. So it'll be interesting to see. So now I'm going to transition women's basketball much like the men's basketball team, very topsy-turvy, especially recently. They had a three-game winning streak, um, and then now re- most recently they've had a three-game losing streak. They're 15-11, and 5-10 and 10 in conference. They're the 11 seed right now, so again, they would not get any sort of bye. They would be forced to play in the tournament right away. They basically, they need Jasmine Brunson back. Uh, the senior point guard is the floor general on both sides of the ball. She's been... Um, in and out, she got in re- in the most recent game, and she's still struggling with a little bit of an injury. Uh, a bright spot that's kind of emerged with her out, and even before she was there was Jasmine Powell, freshman guard. She's led the team in scoring all these past couple games, and she really seems like she's going to be a player the Gophers can count on going forward, along with Sarah Scalia, who's been consistent all season long, has tailed off a little bit towards the end. Uh, it doesn't look promising for them in the tournament either, they aren't in bracketology. They're not in first four in, first four out, last or second four out, or even I think whoever does it for ESPN, the bracketology, they have an, another watch list below that, and the Gophers aren't aren't there. And I think two stats that I'll leave you with with this team that really, really point out the struggles they've had is everyone kind of points to Destiny Pitts and her scoring, and although they could use Destiny Pitts and her scoring, obviously she's not with the team anymore, Defensively, they're tied for 211th in scoring defense, so points allowed per game. And they're 261st in field goal percentage allowed per game. Those stats just aren't going to do it. Uh, You can't be in the 200s, let alone probably the 100s in defense and expect to do really well and expect to make the tournament. So I think that's kind of all you need to see. And it's it's... It's hard because they started out so well with Lindsey Whelan as this coach in her second season. It's the second year that they've kind of fell apart in Big Ten play. So it'll be interesting going into her third year with that unrest, see how she kind of bounces back from that and see if the team can once again start really hot in non-conference but then finally do something in the Big Ten. All right, the wrestling team, they're 9-7 and seven currently. Uh, if you're just kind of looking at the stand or at the stats and the schedule recently, it's looked bad for them. They have lost their last two matches to Penn State and Iowa, but don't read too much into that. Penn State and Iowa are the number one and two ranked teams in the country. It, the Gophers, although they're a top 25 perennial team, maybe top 15, they're not on the level of Penn State and Iowa at this point. Those guys are kind of juggernauts. It's it's unfair to compare them to those guys. So don't be discouraged just based off how they've done these past two games because it's just kind of coming into this season, just looking at that part of the schedule, this is kind of what you would have expected there. I don't think they've, they've underperformed too greatly. They've had, they had a couple chances in both matches to flip some, uh, some specific weight class duels to the point where they, it would have looked a little bit more respectable than the bad scores that they have. But again... Those teams are really good, so don't worry about it 
too much. Uh, as we look forward, uh, they have the national championships at U.S. Bank Stadium in March, so everyone kind of wants to know who are the guys that we can count on when we go that we're going to root on and that are going to be there and perform well. I think, obviously, Gable Stevenson is the number one guy you have to look for. He has championship expectations, and it's for him, it, he's pretty much said it's championship or bust. Those aren't his exact words, but that's pretty much what he has said. He's the number one seed in the heavyweight rankings, especially with the Penn State um, he, the Penn State heavyweight was the former number one. He's out for the year. He Gable just beat the Iowa guy who was number three in the country, and he, even though it was only a 7-5 decision, he won that pretty handedly. So you can expect him to be there, to go far. There aren't anyone that I would say it's a championship or bust. At that point, there's three guys that I would say can threaten into the quarterfinals, the semifinals. If they got hot, who knows? That's Mitch McKee, Brayton Lee, and Devin Skatska. Those are all people you need to look at. And finally, I would just say they finished eighth last year, so I think the natural comparison is you want to see them improve. You you see that Gable comes back, and I think everyone's like, well, they can they can improve on that. Uh, they lost a lot of talent. There's a lot of young guys they're relying on. The year before they finished eighth, they finished 17th. I would say somewhere in between 17th and eighth this season is kind of where you can expect them. Uh, the young team's starting to get a little bit better, but again... I think you need to temper expectations a little bit if you're expecting them to repeat where they were last year or go a little bit farther. This team's going to be constructed the same that it has been this year for a while going forward. Obviously, there'll be some losses, but they, they've built for the future, so if they don't do super great this year in these next couple years, they should really be ramping it up. Now we're going to focus on the men's hockey team. They're 14-11-5 right now. Nine, six, five, and four in the Big Ten Conference. Just a side note: I hope they change those overtime rules. It's really confusing that there's four standing measures, and I think they're kind of on their way to it. With that said, I don't think anyone expected the the them to be where they are currently. Right now, they are tied for first place in the conference with Penn State. Two months ago, they were they were pretty much dead last. Uh, after their most recent uh, wins, they're ranked for the first time this season. They're currently 18th. Penn State is 11th, so big matchup coming up this weekend when they play Penn State on the road. And then the only other big team, Big Ten team in the rankings is Ohio State. They're 12th, and important to note, the Gophers, it was kind of one of the things that started off their hot stretch. They swept Ohio State at home in January so yeah, like I said, they have that Penn State match coming up. Uh, it's on the road, so that you think would be advantage for Penn State, and it probably is, but the Gophers have been slightly better, at least win percentage-wise, on the road, so they haven't. The, at least it hasn't dropped off considerably um, from the home splits. You always want to be home, but the road win percentage is a little bit better, so that at least shows that they can compete there. And I think everyone kind of wonders why this this run has just started to happen. I think... One, the defense has just improved. They've had a lot of young guys in that area that have just really stepped up. Uh, we've gotten a little bit more consistent from the goal scorers. Scott Reedy is leading the team there, but their second line that has kind of been put together in the middle of the season, once Reedy went down, that line has really, really stepped up. Sample Ranta, Ben Myers, Brandon McManus, they've all played really well. And there's not one area that you can point to that say this is the Gophers' reason they're winning. They're kind of just really solid in a lot of areas. They're top, they're in the high 20s in both the scoring defense and offense, so their ranking's a little bit better than those would show. The one thing that you want to be better, they're 44th in power play 
percentage. Uh, so you'd hope that they can get that up, get a, capitalize a little bit more on those power play opportunities. But just really, they're just solid in a lot of aspects, and it's going to be really exciting. They have two series left this season away at Penn State, then home at Michigan, and then they've got the Big Ten tournament um, where they could conceivably host for a while considering where they are in the standings. And it would really be a really, really good end to the season and not one that I don't think many people expected to begin this season. And you got to tip your hat at that point to Bob Motzko and the way he's been able to coach this team full with young guys to the point that they you can say, hey, they might make the NCAA tournament. Hey, they have a chance at the Big Ten Championship where a couple months ago I don't think that was the case. So their women counterparts... Um, Weirdly, it feels like a weirdly quiet um, season for them, even though they're 23, 5, and 3, currently tied for third in the rankings. They kind of fluctuated between 1 and 2 most of the season, dropped down to fourth uh, a couple weeks ago after they had lost 3 out of 4 when they went up against Wisconsin, who's currently the number 2 team, and another team, I believe, Duluth. Um, But they swept Bemidji State uh, two weeks ago, and then they had last weekend off. So... At least right now, it feels kind of quiet for them, but they've just consistently been good. They're fourth in goals per game, sixth in goals allowed, so right up there. And for them, it's really just going to come down to the WCHA playoffs. Uh, Wisconsin's in that conference with them. It's most likely going to be Minnesota-Wisconsin in that championship game. Right now, with where how the standings look, the Gophers would have to get past Duluth as well and Obviously, Duluth gave them a run for their money earlier in the season, so they will have to get past that. But if they can kind of get into that final game, it's a really good chance that Minnesota will get another at-large bid. Uh, And if they beat Wisconsin, they get an automatic bid into the Frozen Four. If they lose that game, uh, there's still a good chance that they're in the NCAA tournament. So even though there's kind of, it's weird right now, it's up and down, I wouldn't look too much into maybe their struggles because it really is going to come down to who has the momentum at the end of the season when we get into the WCHA playoffs and into the NCAA tournament. Uh, They have their last series, um, regular season series, this weekend against Minnesota State before they get ready with that uh, tournament play, the conference tournament play. Shifting to gymnastics, this is the last of our winter sports. Uh, They've been really, really solid. I don't think many people give gymnastics much of a look in general, but I think you really should. Uh, these gopher teams, both the men and women, have been really, really solid, and they both have different reasons for that. Men, they're only 2-0 and in the standings, but they've had a lot of meets. Uh, their only reason you see that is because they have had tri-meets and tournaments where they you don't really see the, the results reflected in the standings. But I think for the men's team, it's always gonna you're always going to look at Shane Wiskus as that number one guy for the men's uh, team. But also watch out for a couple of freshmen, Krubold, Dante McKinney. Both seem, in recent weeks, they've both broken career highs in a lot of events. Both of them seem to kind of be rounding into form, and that was one thing head coach Mike Burns said in the summer, and at the end of last year, they had those prospects, those recruits coming in, and Krubold and Dante McKinney were kind of the ones he was talking about, and they've made a really solid impact. And then Mike Moran was a sophomore who competed a decent amount last season as a freshman um, has been a really, really nice surprise. He's 11th um, in the nation in all-around score, ninth best in the floor exercise. So he's kind of been a big a big part of their team considering Wiskus, who has a really, really, really solid chance at potentially getting into the Olympics. And they've kind of 
been on a load management type of situation with Wiskus this season. He's not competing in all around like in every event like he did uh, last season when he really, really took off. He's competing in a couple events. Not rarely is he doing all around. So they, they have needed some other guys to step up, and it's come from the freshmen, from Mike Moran, from a lot of those underclassmen who have who have really been producing. Just kind of taking a look at the team as a whole, they're 10th in all-around rankings based on how they've scored so far, the men's team is. Their best events are the high bar, they're third in the country, and parallel bars, they're fourth in the country. And then worst event is the floor, but they're 12th in the country. So nothing has really, really um, kept them down. And it'll be interesting to see what they can kind of do as we get into more Big Ten play and into the Big Ten Championship because they are always a threat to win the Big Ten Championship and then do really well at the NCAA tournament. And then moving on to the women, they're five and one in the last in their in their season so far, and they've won five straight. So they've been really hot recently. They've set program records across the board. They're putting up one ninety sevens consistently, which uh, you can score out of two hundred one ninety seven. And up is a really, really good score. They've gotten 197 twice in the past three weeks. They, they've they been right up there and really killing it. They're seventh. They're ranked seventh nationally in terms of their scoring, second in the beam. Floor exercises their one weak point that you'd, you'd think as a team they really need to improve on if they want to be considered in that top five, in that top three with those UCLAs, with the Oklahoma Oklahomas of the world. They're 20th in floor exercise, so that's one that they're really going to need to improve on as we head into this later part of the season. But individually, the story is always going to be Lexi Ramler. She continues to win NCAA Gymnast of the Year, Big Ten or NCAA Gymnast of the Week, Big Ten Gymnast of the Week consistently. She's had several tens uh, scores on the beam. She's ranked sixth in the uneven bars, so she's kind of always going to be the catalyst. But Tiara Sales and Ona Loper, who can't go unnoticed. Uh, they're they're right up there nationally as well. And I think the thing that you really need to be aware of is this team has a chance to surprise, I think. Uh, they've competed at a high level these past couple of weeks. They have a lot of confidence. Jenny Hansen is a really nice coach who's going to continue to keep this team grounded. She's going to continue to just have them fight. And it's a fun group. It's a fun bunch. And they they could really... They could really surprise some people where Minnesota, in both men's and women's, has a good gymnastics program and people are aware of them. With women's, there's always the UCLA and Oklahoma, like I mentioned, and some of the teams that really, really get a lot of the shine, get a lot of the attention. And I think the Gophers kind of like it like that. If they if they can keep the national spotlight on some of those those other teams, when it when it comes around to the Big Ten Championship, to the NCAA Tournament, I think they can be a dark horse to to go far and to do really well. So that was kind of my recap on all the winter teams. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, didn't get tired of my voice. Uh, we'll have guests back next week, but I enjoyed giving a little bit of a preview or a little bit of, rev- of a review on all the winter sports so far. Uh, we didn't have time to touch on some of the spring sports. We will do that in later podcasts, but they are just kind of starting. Softball's only five and four on the season. Baseball just had one weekend. Uh, tennis has been going for a really wa- good while. The girls' teams is really good. The boys' team is just getting started. Same thing with golf. Women's team is just has is just starting. Men's team really gets going in March. So as we progress uh, and get into some of these tournament teams, we'll definitely start to look at some of those spring sports a little bit more. 
but that's all I got for you this week. Uh, we'll be back again next week to give you the weekly rundown on all things Gopher Sports. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. See everyone next week. Thanks, guys.